Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Peg Warmers. I'm Kevin and I'm here to talk about toys. Today, I want to talk about Zolocon. ZoloCon is a local toy show hosted by the toy company Zolo World, and it's held at the Fuge, which is an old centrifuge that was used to train the Mercury astronauts in the early days of NASA. It's a very interesting place to host an event, let alone a toy show. It has a circular main room. Uh, as well as a small space upstairs. And uh, it makes for an interesting place, a historical place, but also sort of an odd space. It can be disorienting. It's not that big of a room, but when you like kind of are going in concentric circles in or out through the rows, it's easy to kind of forget where you were just at. Sometimes making it where I, I think, did I miss this row? Did I miss this booth before? Sometimes, especially if I go in opposite directions later on in the day, or if there were people talking in front of a booth and I kind of skipped over it and came back to it later, can create some some confusion there. As always, Zolocon has a great arrangement of vintage toys for sale at the show. Uh, I saw things like the Big Jim Tiger and the original Monster in My Pocket, which I really kind of want one of those. I don't collect much plush. Um, I have the handcuffs for a monster in my pocket. And I, I would I would love to have the monster to go with that. Kind of the he was the antithesis to my buddy, my buddy and me, my pet monster. Ah, you know, there's a lot of cool toys at this show every year. This year, I went in with a slightly different mindset. I'm here procrastinating on making a video about the Haslab Sky Striker. I'm trying to set up my toy collection here in my basement. So I didn't really go with the buy-buy-buy mindset that I sometimes do. It was more of a, a go out, see what's for sale, get to meet up with some people, uh, some of the vendors that I'm friends with and things like that, see who I bump into. It was more of that kind of a day than uh, a typical ZoloCon for me, but I'm just sort of feeling very maxed out with my collection right now, kind of spilling out everywhere in this space. The one thing that really sets Zolocon apart from most toy shows is it's not just toy vendors with retro toys, but there's actually toy companies, small independent toy companies there selling their stuff. Zolo World, the people that run the show, Mike Zolotro, has a company they make protective cases for action figures as well as Realm of the Underworld and some other toy lines that are inspired by 
the old 5.5, not quite He-Man toys of the 80s. So he always has a lot of stuff on display. He's got some new guys based on the Frazetta franchise. Uh, this, this, you know, the style of barbaric paintings um, by Frank Frazetta, the, the famous artist. Some really cool stuff. I collected a lot of Zolo World figures when they first came out from Realm of the Underworld. Uh, I've since kind of cooled off on them. They're still really neat, but uh, I just haven't been quite as excited. There have been a few releases here and there that I thought were really cool. But like I said, I'm kind of maxing out on space here. The Four Horsemen designs, another group of toy makers. They're actually very famous toy sculptors. They work for a lot of the big companies like Mattel and... Uh, I think they've done some work for Hasbro. They sculpted all of Motu Classics. Um, they're fantastic, but they have their own design studio. You know, they don't just subcontract for other companies. They also make some of their own toys. Mythic Legions is kind of their main line. And they sell pretty much every year at the show. It's brand new figures in the package. Um, and they always have a crazy long line, especially on Saturday. I was at the show on Sunday. I heard Saturday was just jam-packed, and it usually is. I just didn't make it this year based on some family commitments. Sunday is always a slower day for a show like this. Um, still a decent crowd. It sort of filled in in the time I was there. I got there at 9 o'clock. It was very spacious. The aisles did fill in as the day progressed. One of the coolest things by Four Horsemen Studios is their Headless Horseman. I think this thing is fantastic. Legend of Dragons, another brand that was on display there. Again, inspired by Masters of the Universe. Ties right in great with the Zolo World figures. These are humanoid dragons. They can kind of be posed in, in a dragon format that someone could ride on it or stood up to be a action figure on its own. There's other characters. Pretty impressive looking display there. I definitely thought that was a cool brand to check out. Biblical Adventures. I actually just saw this brand online. Uh, it's a Kickstarter. They're making Jesus and demons and Moses and the Ark of the Covenant, all kinds of interesting things through their Kickstarter. Was a little surprised to see them in person at the show, but I do know that the guy doing the Biblical Adventures is connected to Four Horsemen. He might be a painter or something for them. Uh, so anyway, he, he was there had the figures on display. They look very, very nice. The Biblical Adventures toys were pretty cool. It was nice to get to see them in person. Not necessarily something I'm interested in collecting. The Ark of the Covenant was a pretty cool accessory that would be great with the new six-inch Indiana Jones figures if you were into them. And of course, there's a bunch of artists there that sell custom figures that are kind of unique one-offs or very low production runs. This Mac and Me figure is an example of that. There was also a vendor selling custom Lego figures. These are not obviously produced by the Lego company, but made to fit in with those sets. I ended up picking up a Mario with Goomba accessory for my oldest stepson. And a Shadow with a Ring accessory for my younger stepson. Let's talk about some of the other things I saw on display there. I recently did an episode about Power of the Force 2. There was a box Millennium Falcon and X-Wing on display. I saw this Joker's Toxic Lab toy from the New Adventures of Batman and Robin. And it made me think of the Captain Planet Sludge Dump playset. I know they're not made by the same company because one's Tiger and one is Kenner. Doing a little bit of research online and kind of looking back at it, I realized they're definitely not the same mold, but it definitely reminded me of it. And, you know, a, a Toxic Lab is definitely a great hideout for any villain in a toy line. 
There was a vendor with a giant tub of busted up G.I. Joes. I kind of glanced through it. I sometimes am interested. Sometimes I wonder if I could find uh, pieces to like a, a yellow neck Serpentor or something like that. I have a partial one that, you know, I would love to be able to kind of put together better. And so I kind of looked through the bin. I didn't ask on prices and I, I was walking around the aisle and somebody else asked. And the guy said they were, the parts were 3 to $5 a piece. And this was all basically just heads, torsos, and arms. I was a little shocked at the price of broken G.I. Joes, but maybe I'm just stuck in the past. Uh, I'm used to beaters being very cheap. Like I mentioned, the Big Jim Tiger earlier, the show always has some high-end items. There was a Savage He-Man on display. There's a toy I don't think I'm ever going to own, as well as Spot from TMNT. This Shira Bank was pretty impressive. Uh, I've never seen one of those before. Very uh, interesting, very interesting ancillary licensed merchandise. There was also a Masters of the Universe pop-up game. Again, I've never seen this before. I was also a little bit blown away to see a full display of the G.I. Joe card game. I think this was from 1982. I have one, like, deck of the card game. I've never seen the store display before, and I was pretty impressed by it. There was somebody selling a really awesome Transformers collection. Another thing that I was a little surprised about the price of, there was a stripped-down Ninja Turtles news van. I know that that van goes for a lot of money. <clears throat> it's definitely a cool item. Was just a little surprised to see it uh, so stripped down for 100 bucks. But, you know, if you're starting to collect it, I, I, th I think you'll probably spend a pretty penny trying to complete that one. There was always a nice mix of carded figures and loose figures on display at the show for sale. And I always have fun looking through things like Jim Henson's Dinosaurs and Bone Age. Along with the custom Lego figures I picked up for my stepsons, I found two DC superhero girls figures for my friend's daughters. I always kind of keep an eye out for them from toy shows. They started collecting that line years ago when they were in stores, and they still play with them to this day, you know, four or five years later. And those toys just don't exist at retail anymore, so it's hard to find some of the later wave figures. And so if I spot anything that I don't think they have, I usually text their mom and pick up some stuff. So I got a Starfire doll for them. They were very excited about that. My one purchase for myself was the Ventriloquist. This is a Batman animated series toy. He's missing the Scarface dummy. I don't know if I'll ever find that. So it may be ridiculous that I have him in my collection. But I do think he's pretty cool. He's uh, more dynamically posed than most figures from that line. Most of those guys are very straight-legged and not really doing anything interesting. So I was a little surprised to find this guy uh, like this. And who knows, maybe someday I'll find Scarface. One of the strangest things I saw at the show that really kind of blew my mind was a Monster in My Pocket collector's gift set. Now, I'm a pretty big fan of Monsters in My Pocket. I have several videos on this channel going through the different series of them. The figures that I thought were called Series 3 as a kid but really are Series 4 were these super scary monsters. These had glow-in-the-dark 100-pointers, and all the monsters had a little splash of paint on them. As a kid, I got two gift sets where the tray slides out of the box to expose the different monsters. But at the show, I saw a blister-carded set. Now, this was a big package. It contains half of all the monsters from that wave. 
but it's not a resealable package, or it didn't seem like it was a resealable package the way the gift sets were that I have. So I have no idea what the story is with this, but I was very intrigued by it. Uh, I didn't bother the vendor to see if I could take a look at it, but I I was totally baffled by it. It was awesome getting to hang out at ZoloCon. Got to see my buddy Chris Lamont, who's always a vendor there. Ran into Mike Bro from The Bro Show. He had Alf with him, dressed as a Star Trek red shirt. We didn't get a chance to shoot a little segment uh, for an episode, but it was good to see Mike. It's been a little while. I ran into a few other people that I know, but had I gone Saturday, I would have seen a lot more people because um, it was packed, and it always is. Just didn't work out this time. So I had a lot of fun checking out the show. Like I said, I didn't have a big haul this time, but I hope you enjoyed getting to kind of get a little preview or a little uh, overview of what the show was like this time around. Hopefully, as the weather starts to warm up, we'll see some more uh, toy shows coming up. I, I know I have a bunch on my calendar that I'm hoping to be able to get to, and I want to try and shoot some more videos kind of like this, showing you off the toy show, including my haul if I have one. Uh, but like I said, I'm I'm also really focusing on trying to get this Sky Striker video done, which I don't even know if anybody's going to care by the time I get it done. Everyone will have seen a dozen reviews of it. It just has been slow going for me. And I'm working on my toy room. I've got more stuff on my wall of carded figures. That's kind of the section I'm working on. I also ordered a desk for over here on this side where I want to paint my Warhammer miniatures. Once the desk goes in, then I can sort of start decorating the space around that, which might help me figure out some more placement of things. You know, I only have so much wall space, and I want to kind of maximize it with shelves so I can display a lot of the toys I have in bins, but also I have a lot of artwork, animation cells, carded figures, things like that, that I want to hang up. And so I don't want to hang stuff where shelves can go, but I need to have the shelves or the desk and, like, those main pieces in place so I can kind of clutter core around that all right guys i hope you enjoyed this episode i know it was a little bit brief um i'm trying to get back to doing some some bigger content but it's been really tricky trying to shoot ahead i appreciate all you guys that are watching hitting that like button share these videos with your friends if you've got the means and you want to support the channel more consider joining our patreon I've been uploading some goofy uh, AI art over there that I've been trying to create, trying to um, describe what a peg warmer is to AI and see what they come up with. So, all right, guys, thanks for hanging on the peg with me.